This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, but you can call me Fu, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Dr. Terry Wager. Uh, he's the co-founder of Generating Conscient and Consulting. They focus on organizational health, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Terry, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Uh, I've been excited for this since we connected a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, funny story that we connected and we didn't know that we live like 20 minutes away from each other <laughs> and then yeah. we were like wait wait a minute where are you and then like what was it like the two days the after or the day. next day the next day i just went to the to the local chamber and met you that was pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah. so um it was nice my first chamber so i was that's pretty cool so anyway um let's kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company all right so uh generator coaching consulting uh we consult to companies in organizational health. And what that basically means is a lot of companies are smart. And when I say smart, they've got their systems, they've got their marketing, they 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 have their strategies around uh, acquisition of clients. They have their strategies around building revenue and technology. They, they have all of that stuff, but they can't seem to grow the way they want to. And it's because of organizational health issues not their strategies, not their smart. A lot of businesses are very smart, but the problem is communication. The problem is team cohesion. And that's what we focus on. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's something that, uh, I mean, I, I've seen it on and on, like people, like they're good at what they do, but then they don't know how to get the, like the, 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 the right culture, like their, the right way to get their voice out, like the right way to like develop things so so everything is cohesive and everybody understands the mission the vision and everybody's on the same page right like that's like one of the most common problems and it's something exactly. that i'm very intentional about you know exactly and it's really interesting when you say that because everybody has this tendency to go oh yeah vision mission and then they leave it wherever they did it or they put it on the wall and forget it but they don't live it and they don't know how to live it because they haven't been taught that and they start getting back into the minutiae of the smart side and my business is falling apart. My business is having trouble. My business is growing. It doesn't matter which problem they have because some people have problems of growth, but they forget that cohesion is the way to stay together and cohesion is the way to grow exponentially. Definitely. Uh, because we we need to be able, like as, as employers, right? Like given that I'm a business owner and I have a team, we, we need to be able to keep our team incentivized. And, and, and for that, you need to be able to understand it, right? And for that, you need to be, uh, have uh, uh, like the core values that that people like, look, this is this is the thing that everything that we do should support this. Like we endure tough times because of this, like all those different things, because you have like what I call, like calling like an anchor, like that, that ground, right? That, that ground keeps you in check. Uh, that that's how I like to call it. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know it, it's funny you said core behavior or core core values, because um, one of the things that I'm a stickler about is 
Uh, one, we're not talking about values like integrity and honesty because everybody picks those. Yeah, yeah that's what I am. Um, that's great. And you should be, if you're going to be in business, that's kind of a given. But for me, it's really, I, and, and I, I drill down on what are the behaviors that we value in the group that are really going to be key for us to be able to communicate, for us to be able to, when we're upset about something, be able to say what we're upset about and have somebody else be upset and us not take it personally. And so what are the rules of engagement? And, and I liken it to boundaries in a tennis court. You know, the boundaries don't go in because somebody knocks the ball out. We just remind them that that was out and we start again, right? And, and too many people uh, move their boundaries in or they blow their boundaries apart altogether uh, when they feel personally attacked. And a lot of times people aren't personally attacking anybody. They're just upset and they don't know how to describe it or they don't know how to talk about what's going on with them. They got an emotional reaction. And in a team, that starts to cause people to avoid conflict. And it starts to get people to not trust each other if we can't actually express what's going on with us and know that the other people are there. And, and well, I, I really like the, 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 you don't move the boundaries, right? Like that's established there. You don't move it. Uh, because, uh, it, it is, it is in business, especially starting out. Like, I mean, I'm guilty of that. You know, I moved boundaries all the way, like, <laughs> like, and, 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 wasn't good. <laughs> so. Right. And, and the reality is we all do it. We all move our boundaries. And and one of the things I, I used to work with, um, I worked with all kinds of people, but I remember working with uh, uh, teenagers uh, when their moms would bring them in. I was a child adolescent psychologist years and years ago. Um, and teenagers would come in and they'd be talking about, you know, they just want to get a C or they, they, you know, they were focusing on an A, now they're focusing on a B. Um, and what that description for me is, is people are changing their goals to meet their behavior instead of changing their behavior to meet their goals. And it's the same thing as moving the boundary. They're like, well, I don't like that goal anymore. I think I'm just going to move it in a little bit. I can hit that one. Well, you're never going to hit anything when you keep changing your goals. Yeah, that's right. The one thing that I have to say about that, that, that it's maybe a little bit against it is um, you're better off doing like if you said that you were gonna do 10 push-ups but then you did five it's better to do five than do zero right so that's one thing absolutely and 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 that's not even against or 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 in opposition to what i'm saying because i firmly agree but if you don't think you're gonna hit 10 so you hit five can you hit seven right and so i do that too i do i do that when i'm working out and stuff people what happens for people is they they reduce their goal and they do it out of a feeling of shame because if they don't hit their goal, they're going to feel shameful. So they reduce their goal and then they pretend they don't feel shameful, but they change their goal down. So they're not living up to their potential. And what we really want to do is we really want to, in that particular situation, not worry about what we don't hit, keep the goal high. It's okay. But forgive ourselves when we can't get there. And then uh, reassess our plan for what we did that worked and what we did that didn't work, right? And continue to have that goal and continue to talk about, in, in a team, we continue to talk about what's happening, what's not happening in that goal. Um, it, it, it's, it's a much better way to go. Is Don't change the goal, 
but don't be upset with yourself if you don't hit it. That's that's a good that's a good take, and, and it kind of goes uh, with how I roll, you know, Absolutely. with my things. And and, and uh, when you said that, um, I love doing like the extra push up, like the extra thing, you know, like oh, I'm gonna do this for. I'm doing cold showers now. Uh, I've been doing it like every day for like I don't know. I said being like two weeks now. Okay, um, that's just crazy. It, it it it's cold showers just two minutes i'm doing it. so like <laughs> it, it's not uh it is like shocking like like it like it's today hurt more than it like any other day and and i've been doing it um and and it's like okay two minutes but then i go slowly to turn it off so that way i get a couple extra seconds right and i'm like so like i'm always like that with everything it's like oh if i can if I was going to do 20, well, why not 21? Why not 22? Like, and then why not clap on the last push up? Because why not? Right. If I can do it. Right. So that, that's what right. got me thinking. And l- let me ask you a question on that. Um, if you had a goal of uh, say 10 and then you reduced it to seven and did eight, would you know you reduced it? Uh, of co- I mean, if I did, I did. Right. Like, it's not like I just erased my memory. Right. Like I right. know that I did. And so uh, for, for me and, and what, I, what I've seen is, uh, a lot of times people beat themselves up if they hit eight, if their goal was 10, but they reduce the goal to seven, then they hit eight and then they're artificially happy with themselves. But down deep inside, they still know that they changed their goal. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, the real suggestion is, okay, how can you be okay with not hitting the goal, but having that high goal and not reduce or not change the boundaries of what you're doing, but then actually get honest with yourself about what you need to do to hit the goal instead of and be absolutely satisfied that you had eight out of ten right and so it's it's really not punishing ourselves because we don't hit something and not changing what our potential is because we're afraid we're not going to hit it and so you got two different things going on there and and that's that's how our mind works is like it plays games with us and tells us that, well, if we just reduce the goal, then we can hit it. But that's not potential. That's actually reducing our potential, reducing stress by copping out. And so how do we stay in the game? How do we stay high performing? How do we stay with that and forgive ourselves if we don't hit the goal? And now the next step is when it's a team and we don't beat each other up because they don't hit the goal, right? And, and we don't we don't jump into one of the things we talk about a lot is the cell, uh, the, the self-attribution error. The, or the, um, uh, I'm saying it wrong, but um, we, we, we attribute this idea of I'm doing things because of all these reasons, but they're doing they're they're not doing or they're doing something because they're they're mean or they're a jerk or they're just not skilled enough or whatever. And we go to skill and character with the other person while uh, fatal attribution error is what I'm talking about. But for us, we have perfect reasons, and that fatal attribution error is the same thing. We move the boundaries in, and they crossed it. They did this. Or on the other side, oh, poor thing, we got to let them go instead of hold them accountable. And so when we start getting into a team, if we're doing that for ourselves and we're already messing with boundaries ourselves, when we get into a team function, how is that playing out? And the more people, the more ways that we see those boundaries be uh violated in some way and it's because we didn't agree on a behavioral structure in the first place to be able to call each other out or to bring attention to where we're going out of bounds 
and then have a way of talking about it, even if we get passionate, even if we get upset with each other, but know that we're on the same team. So we're not taking complete offense to it, but we're really looking at our behavior. That's something that, you know, I was thinking about um like me with you know as i've been growing and and, and to, to be honest like even to this day right like i i've been doing this for two years and a half um still have a lot of growth <laughs> so much to do i mean i'm young and and especially in the business side i mean not you know two years and a half in business it's not i mean i'm making it this long which is like more than like 80 percent of the ones it that start a business so that's, that's cool right so um but there's so much like that I need to improve. And, and one of the things is how how do I do not move my boundaries, right? And how do I establish these things? And then also how that translate into the team uh, and how I keep them in check, how I keep them incentivized, how if they do something, you know, how to deal with those things, right? Like those are things that, I mean, I have a small team. We're like four people, right? Like it's not like crazy big, but I mean, still, I mean, there is... Uh, establishing communication and and pe different people are different react differently right and it's you know it, it is it is interesting but um Absolutely. way better than being alone any day so it's just <laughs> about just having the right people and and establish those boundaries correctly incentivize and those goals that we can hit and move forward and make sure that we're in it for together for the same reasons and that's Absolutely. that's what i'm building and i think it's it's, it's going it's going good but now this year it definitely is a, it's a scaling year, and uh, that's gonna that's gonna get really interesting, really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's always interesting when they when people start to scale, and and we've worked with a number of teams on helping them to put together a hiring protocol so they know how to hire the right people, put them in the right position, and then um, get the most out of them, while at the same time understanding what those people's productivity profile is and where they're best on the bus, so to speak, where they actually perform the best, where their, where their uh, blind spots are, where their, where their lack of performance shows up and don't put them in a position where, they, where they're not gonna perform well. One of the biggest problems that people have is they create a, 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 a protocol for a position or, or you know, a, a, a position summary, uh, and then they hire into that and they have to do all of these things, but they don't necessarily hire the person for the culture. They hope that they get the culture or they think that they're focusing on culture, but they're focusing more on skills. And then they hire a bunch of people with really great skills, but they can't work together. Or they hire a bunch of people with a culture in mind even, but they don't focus on where those people might have problems. So one of the things that, that I'm not really good at is tenacious activity. Hiring me into a position that I have to be real tenacious, I'm not going to thrive there. But hiring me in for a position that I have to um, evaluate ideas, that's one of my strong points. And so putting me into that position, I'm going to do really well there, right? And how do we want our team to perform? Well, let's look at what the strengths are, what, you know, and, and we talk about the productivity protocol, where are they most productive? Where do they get their most joy? Where do they get refueled? And when we can understand where a person gets refueled and can work all day and be excited about doing it, we want them in that position. Yeah, 
I, I completely agree. And, and this uh, reminds me of, of I think, uh, my longest team member right now, uh, which is he initially I got him as a junior publicist. And um, we were like, I have somebody else in the team that's going to be helping him and stuff. And he just wasn't doing very good. But um, it was just not his thing, like for the most part, like he could because he was like he was fresh out of um out of school like he graduated and stuff and he had some experience like with the school thing but it's just not the same and even to the best people just what the things that we were positioning him to pitch and cold cold pitch and stuff it's just a rough world like period cold pitching to the media like you know so for that like then i started like i was like hey like you know i really like your work ethic like i know that you're you're trying and stuff i just want to put you in a place that you're thriving like that you're gonna thrive that you really like and then i was like what do you like and i was like oh like i like like graphic design and stuff graphic design is a very integral part of what i do what we do anyway and we made it a bigger thing too because now we have him and now that he's doing like the branding, the the graphic design, now I got him doing um, a marketing strategy for posts and stuff. And he's loving it and he's working really hard. He's producing a lot. And, and now you see, like I was able to put him in a position that he feels incentivized and feels like this is something that I really like to do. I really see the vision. And, 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 and I pull him a goal. It's like, look, I want to make you. Uh, I like the director of of the 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 marketing and the in the digital like uh, you know marketing and, and the graphic design too right so it's like look I want you to take care of this so so you know so that way I can put people under you so like start developing SOPs and stuff and he starts sending me stuff and he's like you clearly you can tell that he was motivated and everything is putting so much work and he's happy about it so absolutely. that's something that I definitely learned by experience you know <laughs> absolutely. And one of the things we actually work with people around SOPs too. And one of the things that we suggest with SOPs is don't write the SOP for someone else. Have that person come in and have an idea of what the SOPs are, what you need, but then have them write their own SOPs and validate them within whatever department head it is. Um, because I may have a standard operating procedure for something and there's going to be uh, you know, A, B, and C need to be done, but my procedure for being A, B, and C might be very different for your ABC. And if I put, you know, this is how you do it, one, I might be wrong. I might have a terrible way to do it. <laughs> and if I'm not, uh, you know, humble enough to actually admit that, I'm going to make people miserable doing it a stupid way. And it might be a perfect way for me, but not for somebody else. And so having the idea of what needs to be accomplished within that SOP and then having the person write their own SOP around how they're going to do it, they automate their own system with these are the goals of that exercise, whatever it might be. But this is how this person is going to do it and allow that room for each person to do it. And then also allow everybody on the team to be able to evaluate and go, is this getting the goal achieved? Is this getting the job done? If it is, then more power to you. We're going to celebrate you. You actually create an SOP for yourself. It's going to move you faster and easier than anything else. But what happens for most of us is we have SOPs written, then you got to do it that way. And then when we're, hey, you're not doing it that way. And now we're pointing the finger at them. And well, it's because he's not doing it the way he's supposed to. Instead of going, okay, what would work best? And, and it's, 
It's really stepping out of the box and stepping into communication. Yeah, I I really like the way that you you frame that because um, the the SOPs it, it's something very part in right standard operating procedures right that's something that should be done like this right on paper so but coming in uh, I think it, it when you leave people to like hey this is the standard operating procedure but take it more as a framework rather than you're exactly. a robot that just have to follow the steps because if I have to do that I would have just put an automation and probably do it fine right so and exactly. that opens the door to innovation yes. too. Um, right. and, and funny, um, because we talk about five temptations that, that we all have. Um, and Pat Lynchoni wrote a book called Five Temptations of a CEO. And I think it's the five temptations for a human being, um, really. And business in life is not much different. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You're the CEO of your life. There's a book out there called that. Um, uh, this is surprise me. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the idea is uh, certainty, SOP over clarity. How is this going to work best for you? And what we tend to do is when we get stressed, we go to, I want certainty. This is how it says to do it. Well, it might be a way, but more than likely, there's more than one way to do it. But if we get stuck in this rigid, this is the SOP, this is how we do it. And I don't know if you've ever been on a phone with Comcast or AT&T or Verizon or any of those other. Well, that's policy, right? And that's policy pops out when we don't have clarity of what really is going on. And so clarity is much more important than policy, but we tend to cling to policy when we get stressed and scared. And so I oftentimes pay attention when I'm working with a client to how easy they slide into that. Well, this is a policy or this is a, this is our standard procedure. Okay. Why is it standard? Why is it? best practices. Um, one of my friends talks about best practices. Who decided it was best? Right? Who decided it was best? Well, a group of people. Well, what if there's something better? Because we don't know what the future is, right? Best practices before computers, now computers, best practice is not so best anymore. And the new example for that is AI best practices prior to uh, AI being democratized and now it's like free for everybody uh, versus now. And that just happened like like less than a month ago. So like Absolutely. the reality in this year is just going to be crazy. I've been using AI every single day since it came out. Like I've been using it and my engagement has gone up the way that I, uh, I use it for articles. I use it for everything. And it's not like I just put like like I just take everything, right? It's a great way to, I, I do tr a lot of transcripts of uh, my clients or myself. I take a video or a, an audio, transcribe it, get the transcript, put it on AI and it's like, make it pretty basically, right? And make posts and hashtags and all that. Like that's that's a great example of like the new, like, oh, for a computer, now it's like supercomputers, right? Like <laughs> that is like the, the equivalent almost. And a supercomputer isn't a whole room um, <laughs> back in the eighties. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a this world the world is gonna change drastically this year. Like I I am kind of like scared where where we might even go, but at the same time, I'm always gonna make the most out of it, right? And as as soon as I stay like I'm ahead of the curve, like there's so many people that don't even know that OpenAI and ChatGPT exists, right? And I'm trying to educate people, so that's, that's why 
I'm using this this platform right now to to educate, and I'm gonna be creating content very soon, uh, way more content about it because I just done a little bit, so it's very exciting. So uh, you know, you did you said like a couple like great things uh, in here, you know, things to for people to 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 think about, like to take away. Like there's a lot of a lot of good things that you said. Is there um, anything else, or you know, a couple tips or or advice that you wanna uh, leave the audience with? I have nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, really, the 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 key is communication. And what happens for most people when they're trying to grow their business and they notice themselves getting frustrated, they go back to marketing. They go back to their systems. They go back to uh, more sales. And that's one of my favorite things is, you know what? I just need to have more sales. That's all I got to do. And and Or they go into technology. Um, there was a time where I just go and build more funnels. And, and we, we go to those things because they're tangible. They make sense because we can put them, we can see it. I can build a web page. I can, I can make a sale. I, I can get some kind of thing in exchange. And so we go to those things when we get stressed out and we're not getting the results we look for. And then we double down on that same thing. And my suggestion is to stop looking at the tangible and start looking at the intangible. What's going on with you? What's going on with the communication? Do you have clarity of what you really want? Does everybody have the ability to say the same thing, maybe slightly different ways, but have the same message on your team? When I say something, do you hear something different? Because that's oftentimes what happens and we get confused. And I'll give you a little short story about that. It's so funny is, um, when I was 18 or 19, I got dropped off at the hospital by a friend of mine. I won't say what the circumstances were, but I really didn't need to be at the hospital. I just didn't know it. However, he left. And then the nurses are like, if you call your friend and have him pick you up, we'll let you go. So I kept calling him and I kept telling him at the hospital. He kept asking me where I am. And I kept telling him I'm at the hospital. He kept asking me where I am. This went on like I four different phone calls. I could not actually understand what the hell's going on, but I figured he would know that I'm at the hospital when I say I'm at the hospital. Come to figure when we got back together and, and we got back in our right mind, so to speak, uh, he was asking me where at the hospital I was, but I was missing that. And I just kept thinking that he would he should know that I'm at the place where he dropped me off because that's where he dropped me off. And that's the simple, funny example of a lack of communication because he's asking for a specific thing why I'm giving him a general. And I think he knows the specific because he was there for the general or, or he was he was he was at that specific place. So I think general is good enough. We have that problem happen all the time in our communication. And it's kind of like we just miss each other. We just go right by and don't even realize that we went, went right by and we missed the comment or we missed the connection in the communication and how many times a day does that happen in your business and what would it do to your business if you started getting more clarity more cohesion by having better communication rather than just going back to a marketing system going back to a, a revenue system or or something like that to try to make your business work better smartly when it's really the healthy side you need to focus on it's uh it's uh very very good very good because um that that it's it like you said it's it's very common it's like oh like 
I even said that. Ah, oh, well, we need sales. <laughs> I would need sales. Like, if we get sales, we're, we're good. Like, like we'll, we'll, we'll fix everything with money. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And know. I mean, there, there's the reason that is so prolific is because all of us believe it. If I just market better, if I just create better systems, if I just sell more, I won't have any problems. The problem is I'm not addressing the real problem, which is communication to create the fulfillment for everybody involved because the sales will come, the systems will work themselves out. We want to focus on, but everybody already focused on those really well. I mean, we all have systems at work. Otherwise we wouldn't be in business. But what we end up doing is doubling down, tripling down, and it doesn't grow our business anymore to fix something that's not broken. The thing that's broken is the healthy side. And it's not really even broken. It just needs to be paid attention to like a garden. It needs to be watered. It needs to be fed. We need to put a little miracle grow on there. Then we'll start seeing what happens. And the miracle grow is communication, clarity. We have six questions of clarity that we walk uh, clients through. And when they get to the end of that, they see a clear path on how to actually get down the tracks to the goals they're looking for on the bullet train. Um, it's, it's a very simple process. But when people start really grabbing onto it and doing it, it changes everything for them. Because the healthy side is the multiplier of the smart side. Perfect. No, that that was, you know, that was that's great. Something that the health side have needed to fix is something that is like, whoa. But like uh it, it, when you think about it, right? It's like, you know, sometimes the 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 mis like that's why I, I've seen a lot of people go hard on like culture and stuff there has been like a boom uh in the last like mainly like two years right like since covid and stuff like it got a little bit more pressing because now the communication has to be better because you can just walk to the office now you got to communicate through text and all these things and it just becomes a lot messier and and that's why it just the need like rose right like there's someone so many uh, that rising needs uh, in communications because some it's easy to to kind of like disregard a few things in there but then when you start getting in like you know like pandemic and stuff and not only uh, people are getting separated but also people are like very stressed and stuff so obviously so even you gotta be make sure extra sure like right that, that, that you can communicate properly because absolutely you know. and when, when you're saying that um it brings to mind the idea that you know one thing that the pandemic and post-pandemic has done for us is uh, in psychology, we talk about, and, and philosophy, existentialism, and it's really the, why are we here? And we all got asked that question. And I, I firmly believe that that's why culture became a really big thing is because why are we existing? And that why am I doing this job? Why am I hitting this freaking button? It doesn't, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody when life, you know, when you, we all when step you start... away. Right. And we all step away from our, 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 what we're into and reevaluate. And then we start really asking ourselves, why do we exist? That's the first question that we start with. Why does your business exist? Why is it so important to you to do it? How right. do you want to do it? And yeah. when we start to get into those questions, it really starts to help people galvanize into what's really important to them. And maybe that job isn't. In fact, yeah. for a vast number of people in the last couple of years, the job they were doing was not that important to them. That's why the great recession, the great recession of the great resignation, right? Exactly. Um, that that was that happened because when uh, 
when you're 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 the pandemic got people thinking it's like shit like i could die any second now like i could go to work get some covid and and possibly die so that makes you think that makes you prioritize start, start thinking about like you know why do i do i want to risk my life for this job right so then you start thinking like maybe i want to find something that you know th- do i have to risk my life regardless yes i gotta go get food and everything right like it's it's part of it but then now it's like I want to risk my life for something that is worth it. And 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 that brings me to the point of um my personal experience. Uh as you can see the doc tags uh over there. Yeah. Um it's because in the Air Force, right? And I don't regret at all like joining and stuff. And it was cool. Like I and I serve and I was, you know, I was I was doing my job very well and everything, got achievement medals over there and everything. So but but then I was like, I don't I don't really feel like risking my life for this, like, like that much. It was a good thing, like serve, you know, great. But then I was like, this is not like my life. Like, this is just uh, like for like college, right? Like four years and done. That's kind of how I did it. And, yeah. and, and now like, it was like, look, if I want to risk my life. I want to do it for something that I'm really passionate about. And, and that's how I started my company. And that's why my, my thing is that I, I help uh, amplify the impact of business leaders that are doing something good in the world. Right. And, and that's, that makes, that fuels me. That like makes me push through the challenges that, that, that Absolutely. is like, well, if I, if I died while doing this, like I was doing what I was meant to do. Right. Like, that's, that's what I feel fulfilled doing. So that's that, you know, that's, that's how I got and, to this. And the, the one word that really I keyed in on when we first met and we first started talking um, was impact. And, and it's, it's something that Christine and I talk about. We, we want an empire. We want to build a big business. We want to, we want to help as many people, but we don't want to do it for the money. We want to do it for the impact. Of course we want impact money. over we profits, want to to, right? Yeah. We, we want to be able to, to, to have some kind of monetary gain because that's, that's what we do, but it's really about the impact. And, and for me, um, my life in psychology started out because I had a rough, you know, early teen or late teen, early uh, 20s years, because I didn't have a good self-esteem. I didn't have a good view of myself. I didn't think I had any impact on the world. And so I had a very poor impact on myself as a result. And what I found is when I started making changes in my life and I started going through my own transformations, um, I, I really impact was the one thing and helping other people was the one thing that made me start to feel better about myself and better about the world. The more I put in, the more I got back out. And, and it's about the impact. And when we can really start identifying why we exist, what is this all about? Are we on board with what the business is that we're working in? Um, does that feed us? If it doesn't go away, you know, if, if it doesn't work for you and you're just collecting a paycheck, do them a favor and do yourself a favor and, and go find something else. And that's one of the biggest things that we do with, with uh, our clients when we're, we're helping them put a hiring process together is we want to disqualify people who aren't on board rather than take any warm body that will come in because the warm bodies get bored. But the people who are on board with what you want to do and why you want to do it, it doesn't matter. They're there and they're going to do whatever they can to help you fulfill what you want. And they're going to be fulfilled doing it. Yeah, which makes it more efficient, right? And then that's good for everybody. They're happy. Absolutely. You're happy. People, the clients are happy, right? That, that's the point. Absolutely. So um, 
I know there's going to be some people that are going to be like, look, this guy clearly knows what's up with organizational health. So <laughs> how can people find you? Yeah, um, it's pretty easy. Uh, generatorcc.com is our website. Um, you go there. You can email me at Terry at Generator Coaching or Terry at generatorcc.com. And I get emails at both places. And so that's how you find me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll have the links of like your preferred, you know, social media and stuff. I mean, uh, if you haven't sent it to, to my, uh, my, uh, admin person, like, then, uh, we'll make sure that you do it after this. Yeah. And then we you know, also have, sure. uh, by the way, we also have, a uh, what we call a generator pro max 2.0 and it's a productivity, uh, tool that we give our clients and, um, we'll be more than happy to uh, give that uh, all people have to do is put their email and name in it and, and they'll get the generator pro max. It's a real good, um, way to really focus on what's most important right now and how to actually, uh, focus your attention on, on that one thing that's going to move your business forward. Nice. Yeah. You show me the, the dashboard and it looked very nice. So, um, definitely. Uh, it, it's something to consider uh, CPU because it connects with other tools too, right? Like you can oh, have you're, you're one. You're talking about some right? software that we're going to be rolling out in a couple of weeks, but I'm. Just oh, so that's about, different. I thought yeah, that was this, the same this is thing. just this is just a, a giveaway. Uh, we want people oh. to really be able to, you know, especially in the new year. You know, I, I say that all, all the time. It doesn't matter at the beginning of the month, at the new year. Um, we want to really look at what is that one thing that's going to move our business forward, and so we run a productivity group on, on uh, the second and last Tuesday of the month where we really focus on what our numbers are for the month and how we're going to get there um, with our entrepreneurs. We've been doing that for about two years, but um, the tool we use is a productivity maximizer. And that really walks you through our thinking and our focus around what is that one priority project you have? And then what are the focal objectives that you need to do to get there and then what are the standard operating objectives that you need to continue to do while you're focusing on that one thing? Because a lot of people either forget the one thing or they forget to do what's actually making them money. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like me sometimes. And that's why <laughs> now I've been working, uh, I have my executive assistant, I have like my, my project board and all that because I was just doing it too much. And I was like, no, I can't do that anymore. I put alarms, I put everything and I've been way more efficient since. So, uh, but yeah, I get it. So perfect, you know, just send me the link, make sure that I, I'll put it there. Some people can can get it. Absolutely. And and I just want to say thank you for taking the time, you know, and, and give us all, you know, just as a, as a doctor with so much experience with all kinds of like, you know, from teens uh, to to uh, businesses, to all different things. Like that's a lot of knowledge that you bring to the table. And I appreciate you taking the time to share that with uh, me and my audience. Absolutely. It's been a blast. I can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about that, um, uh, I just connected with somebody to. Um, I, I talked to Keith today, but then I also talked to somebody else that they call me about. They have a studio I'm on about checking out uh, tomorrow too in Tannisborn. So um, I'm excited for that because now you know creating content, you're into stuff. So I'll I'll keep you posted about that. I'm excited. Keep me you know, being Maybe local, I'll go right? see it with you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So uh, this was a great conversation and. Uh, this was uh, Dr. Terry Wager and Fu, and this is us signing off. Peace. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.